Welcome to Breaking Ice and Building Bridges from Possibilities. I'm Kelly Johnson. And I'm Byron Jackson. Glad you're here. Connecting a community through conversation. Welcome to the Possibilities Podcast, uh, where we are breaking the ice and building bridges. My name is Derek Sire, and I am a longtime friend of the family, friend of the show here. Uh, I've been a part of the Possibilities family uh, going on 11 years now, um, and I also have podcasts here uh, on their, their networking station. Um, and we have some wonderful guests with us today that are going to share with us a little bit about themselves, and uh, we're going to build a bridge here today. Um, me to you, you to each other, us to the rest of Oklahoma City, and we're going to have some good conversation. Are you ready? Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. I will let Monica um, go ahead and introduce yourself. Well, my name is Monica Mackey. Um, I'm uh, obviously live here in Oklahoma City. I'm um, not really a native of Oklahoma City, but I went all through school Ooh. and have lived um, because of my chosen career with AT&T, if I'm allowed to say that, um, have lived in um, Texas and California, but have been back for nine years now. Back for nine years. I'm always interested in people who leave and come back to Oklahoma. I love Oklahoma. I absolutely do. But I know people who either can't wait to get out or people who can't wait to come back. And I'm always interested in people who come back. Well, I decided, let me come back to Oklahoma to see if this is where I want to retire because mm -hmm. I had friends here, very, very dear friends. Yeah. And so it was let's start here yeah. and see if this is going to stick. And then if not, I'm here in the middle and can go any direction. Absolutely. Um, east, west, north, south, and kind of go from there. So it's still up in the air. I, I doubt that I will stay here. <laughs> um, I think just because I enjoyed living other places. Yeah. And I still want to do that. Yeah. yeah. So when you think of living, uh, do you think living is like, um, where you always come back to, or do you think living like six months or living six months, living three months? Like how do you define where home is? Home is, home is where your heart and the people that you love. So where you live doesn't matter to me. It, okay. it is a, it's a place. Mm -hmm. And so I think it, that really doesn't matter. And sometimes you can think I'm going to stay somewhere six months and think, okay, this isn't it. It's mm -hmm. time to go elsewhere. Right. Or I'm going to stay here much longer um, just so I can experience these people because I find it interesting or I have a connection there. Yeah. So I think you have to be really open to that. Otherwise, I think you're going to miss a lot. Yeah, that's good. Well, I want to come back to that. Uh, we have another guest here. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, uh, my name is Blair Hill Howard. Uh, I'm a, a intern at... Uh, possibilities here. So, really, um, yeah, um, I've started, uh, I want to say two months ago, okay. um, off and on for like a, a little project for school. Okay. And um, honestly, I, I'm very excited, very nervous to kind of speak on the podcast for the first time. Yeah. Oh, but well, this is your first podcast? Yes, this is my first time. Mine too. Yours too? Mine too. Yeah. This is amazing. And it's always uh, fun to uh, come across people that have done it for the first time because this is probably, I've probably done 200 of these. 
And so sitting down in front of a mic and just having a conversation, it's almost like you get to the point where the mic disappears and the people are the only thing that exists. And you have uh, maybe a narrative to push or maybe some questions that you want to get in. But this stuff is just, it's a way to capture the conversation. And so hopefully you'll get used to the environment, the setup, uh, and you'll be able to capture some really cool connections. Um, so one of the things that I see right off the bat is we're talking about building bridges is that we have uh, a age discrepancy, a disparity in the room. And I'm being very presumptuous for those that cannot see our guest. One is one age and one is another, not the same. Uh, if you don't mind sharing, um, maybe a little life experience that you think the other could benefit from um, based on the life that you've lived so far. I'll say it a different way. You've lived a life. You've lived a life. I'm sure, sure you can each learn something about each other. What do you think the other person can learn from the life that you've lived? You want me to go first since I'm the, the sure, eldest yeah. of the two? <laughs> um, Derek asked originally if there was a subject that was taboo, and I thought, jokingly, I'll say my age. And <laughs> maybe I should have. That was the first thing you said. So um, you read my mind. Um, see, I think, you know, don't get wrapped up in the minutiae mm. is, is one thing. And this is easier said than done, but... Don't be afraid. And then secondly, don't be afraid to be yourself. And and that is much easier said than done. Mm -hmm. But fear keeps a lot of great adventures away. Ooh, for sure. That's good. And, and that you can look back. And I think a lot of us that are um, have lived many years um, can say, why did I not do that? Yeah. Why didn't I take that chance? Yeah. And sometimes you you can't financially mm -hmm. or obligations. Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes yeah. you just can't. Mm -hmm. But when you really think, I, I'm just, I'm going to try it. If, mm -hmm. if it's not going to kill me or bankrupt me or someone, mm -hmm. it can always be fixed. Mm -hmm. So I, I just say, don't, don't get in your own way and don't let other people make you feel that fear to try something. Okay. Now you said five things. You said you're, you're really going to give us, you said five. You said, I, I feel I, like I can control it. And, 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 and I'll, I'll recap them for you. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to be you. Don't let other people uh, like uh, make you afraid. Right. Uh, don't get caught in the minutia. Um, and I'm missing one. Um, Oh, so we'll go with four. We'll go with four. Yeah, I want to go back to number one, because I think this is something that I have a 18 year old and I have a 17 year old mm -hmm. and I'm not sure how close uh, to them you are. Um, but uh, I, I know that you're a little bit older than Blair. Um, and so uh, Blair's probably closer to my kids than, than you are. Uh, but they have some things that um, consume their minds that seem really big right now. And I keep telling them it's based on the number of years that you've lived. Like your, your experience pool is only so deep. And as someone that has lived a little bit more life, I'm telling you, that's not serious. That what, what, to me, that's minutia, yeah. right? Give us some examples uh, of some things that maybe you stumbled on or spend too much time thinking about considering, oh, be yourself. That was the fifth one. 
Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, and so uh, what, what is some minutia that you feel like maybe in your late teens, early 20s, mid 20s that you got caught up in that later on in life just didn't really mean that much? Comparing yourself to others. Comparison. Okay. Big time comparison. Mm -hmm. um, your level of worthiness mm. um, based on that. And that can really... Um, catapult you if, if it's something that drives you or it can really hold you back. And I see that a lot in social media today yeah. and how there's all this noise everywhere and all these mm. images yeah. that you compare yourself to. Yeah. And it's really hard to get away from that. And then, you know, back in my day, um, <laughs> yeah. when we only had four channels. Yeah. Um, you, you did it more one-on-one, -on -one, yeah. but it can really stifle you if, if you think, okay, that person's really smart. That person's really, you know, got it together. That person's really, and I'll tell you the, the thing around that, the thing you think of them is probably the furthest from the truth. That's the other thing is that whatever movie you have made up in your mind about them, uh -huh. it probably is not the case at all. So and, I'm sorry to no, that's, uh, cut you off. Uh, I was wondering, um, I'm not familiar with the term minutia. Oh, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's poop. Manuj, yeah, you're getting caught up in all the... That's the French word for shit. Do we say... Can we can say, we say that? Right here? We're looking at our producer. Yeah, it's just right. has to go. That's all right. Yeah, shit. Okay. It's, it's don't get caught up in all the shit. Like, it's all this stuff that's down here. Like... The little stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I want to go back to something that you said, and we're going we're gonna to get to you, Blair. You said, this is really good. Uh, you, you, you defined worthiness... And the the separation between that and, and worth. And I think oftentimes people, uh, they attach the two, right? But one, um, it, it's, it like carries a connotation of value and the other is almost like the time or the effort, right? And so I think it's very important to separate the two. Like uh, don't, because uh, comparison will um, devalue your worth and make you feel like you're not worthy right that's the the separation between the two so thank you for for uh separating those two uh comparison i think that's really good so those are some things that um monica said if you're getting caught up in the minutiae the shit i feel like i'm gonna say it a bunch of times now because we get to say it right uh, if, if you if you get caught up in that then uh, that's where fear comes from you start being afraid you get caught up in the small stuff and i think the older you get you look back and you're like why was i so consumed with comparison Comparison and letting other people establish and my value and my worthiness. And so I think that's really, really good. You're letting them rob you. Oof. And that you're giving them control. And yeah. sometimes you wish you can just give your knowledge to your past self and say, hey, this yeah. is... That's how it really was. Oh my gosh, that's good. Okay, okay. So you've lived some life, some years. What do you think is something that you can offer uh, other people based on the years that you've lived, the experiences that you had as advice? Um, I'm speaking as the oldest of my siblings, okay. which is uh, admittedly more than I thought I was going to have at 12. Okay. Um, I am the oldest of six. Of six, okay. Um. And we have quite an age difference, um, but I like to, um, I guess I would like to say that um, a little bit of fear is healthy, just a little bit. Mm -hmm. Now, to my degree, what you had told me earlier, Monica, 
was about letting that fear hold on to you. It, it really spoke to me this summer because there are a lot of things that I feel like I could be doing if I just kind of let that go, you know, go with the flow of things. I think the number one thing that you said is really good. Um, and I want to hear what Monica has to say about there, there being a such thing as healthy fear. Um, and, and I like the way that you made the distinction between what you're saying and what Monica was saying. Monica is saying that, that I'm afraid to fail. I'm afraid to do. I'm afraid that you're talking about like the respect of the thing. Right. It's like uh, I, I have a healthy fear of uh, lions. I have a very healthy fear of of spiders and snakes, like things that move really quickly. <laughs> I have a I have a very healthy fear of like disappointing my family. Like some of those things help keep me in check and help keep me honest and sincere because if there's no consequence to my failure, then I'm out here just doing whatever I want to do. I'm hurting people. I'm right. Yeah. So that that I understand what you're saying about that that healthy fear, like a little bit of fear is good for I think the heart and the soul. Um, but uh, Monica, elaborate on this for a little bit if you have anything else to add to it. Well, and I, I totally agree because I think people who have had children that can say, you know, they, oh my gosh, little Johnny has no fear. He just runs mm-hmm. and jumps on the skateboard and is down the street. And what if he crashes? Yeah. And so, yes, you have to put, um, you can't, I, I have a saying, I call it, don't check your brain at the door. Ooh, so I like that. Just, you know, don't, don't be stupid. But at the same time, if you think, you know, I want to, I want to write a poem. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Like I said, it's not going to bankrupt anybody. You're not going to hurt anybody mm-hmm. yeah. if you fail. Um, but if you say, you know, the heck with it. I'm, I'm tired of this life. I want to get rich and I've got a thousand dollars saved. I'm going to go down to the casino and mm. put it on red or black because Ooh. I have a chance to dub that. Ooh. You know, that's reckless. Yeah, yes. And so I think that um, you have to be able to hopefully recognize, and that's hopefully what friends or people that you can, mentors you can talk to to say, mm-hmm. you know, am I being, because am, am I being dumb? And it's like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but at the same time, let's talk through why you're wanting to go down that road and how can we do it safely? Like a step-by-step process. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the big difference is when you are just, um, I think being reckless is also a part of being selfish. Mm -hmm. So there is that if I have a fear, but if I am not a selfish person, then I am not going to leave any collateral damage. So I think that is also. Right. That reminds me um, of of something I've, I've been speaking to someone about. Um, There is a, there's a part where it's like you're being selfish in this moment or you're being so selfless in this moment that you're like forgetting this is not the person that you are. You're giving, you're overexerting yourself. And I feel like I often have times where I'm overexerting myself where it's like, okay, if I go ahead and do these tasks for whoever, family, some friends, I'm helping them and they're benefiting from it, but it's, um, but it's tiring. It's pulling at me. Yeah. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. Keep going home after work. Like, uh, I really don't feel like I've rested enough. Um, so I was wondering if either one of you could like shine some light on that, how to balance that, I guess. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I got opinions about everything, but I'll let our other guests jump in there first. Um, again, you kind of have to, I think the first thing it, that you want to look at is why am I, what's my motivation if, when you're over exerting or trying to over please or what, what's my motivation here? Is it just because I like them and I want them to be happy or they have a need? I think you have to prioritize some of those to say, um, you know, I need to help these people because she's been in the hospital and he's got to go do this or the kids. Um, you know, they could use my help. This other person, I really enjoy him. So I'm going to help him because it's just, it's kind of fun, but that's killing me. Um, I may need to put that down at the bottom. And I think one of the biggest ones is to do a gut check that you're not enabling someone that you're helping a lot too. That, that is a lot of people enable because they're such givers that they overgive. And then the other person doesn't grow and then you start, eventually you'll feel like they're sucking the life out of you. You're probably not there yet. So that that's another kind of a check is just the level of what's important. Who really needs this? Let me, do they need it or do they want the help or do they need it? And as long as it's my priority is to help whom you need it, then make that little checklist. And then sometimes you're going to say, you know, today or this week, I'm only going to do three instead of five. Yeah. Let me see how I adjust to that. Yeah. That's good. Uh, I got two things that kind of immediately popped up. If we could think of like a, a bucket of Blair and on one end you have uh, a bucket where you don't give anything, no matter who comes, no matter who asks, no matter you, that's you and you don't give anything versus on the other end of the spectrum, it's an empty bucket because you've given away everything, right? Which means there's nothing left for Blair. And so I think there is along the spectrum, depending on the situation, the person, the scenario, the time of month, did I just get paid? I'm not, I'm not going to get paid for another whatever. I think there's spaces on there where you're allowed to pour out, right? And if I could name these buckets, I would have one being selfish, like toxic, selfish, like fear, selfish. And then the other is self, uh, selfless, but a toxic version of it, right? Um, and so I, I just want you to, to be aware of where you pour and who you pour into. The, the next thing I'll say, the second part, is sometimes I think that when we, uh, I think that we've made selfish on its own a bad term. And I don't think that it always is. I think sometimes we have to protect ourselves because if we don't, then people will take, right? If we if we don't hold on to a little bit, if we don't put a top on the bucket, people will reach in and pull, reach in and pull. One thing my daddy told me before he passed away, he said, son, he said, people will come to your funeral and replace your position the next day. You will die on a Wednesday and they will hire somebody to do your job on Thursday. So you got to you got to keep a little bit of something to yourself. The other part, I think um, uh, when there's a, a selfless component, I think sometimes we find our value. We attach our value, our identity to giving. And I think that can be dangerous because if we are a giver and a doer and we can no longer give or do, then we're trying to figure out who we are. I think another thing we also do is we we can use that to manipulate how people see us, right? It's like, I want to control 
you liking me. I want to control your decision, right? I get a, something like my skin kind of like the up. love bombing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I, I want to control the way you see me and how you feel about me. When my name comes up, I want you to think this, and so I will control that. I will manipulate that with my generosity. But it's really not generous. It's manipulation, mm-hmm. right? And so those are kind of the two things that I thought of. I'm doing more talking. We got guests. I'm sorry, Peaches. Uh, Peaches, no, that's producer. good. I learned too. But yeah. And so I think I think when we talk about pouring out, there's some people that we can identify as toxic selfishness, and they don't give anything. They don't give anything. I'm reminded of the cartoon of uh, Scrooge McDuck, and he would swim in his money, and like he knew every single cent and every single, and every time his grandson came in there and tried to ask for something, he was like, no. Right? It's my money. He would go swim in, and he was doing the backstroke. Like, I think of that, and then I think of the other part where there are people who take advantage of folks because they're always saying yes, and they have nothing for themselves. I know so many grandmamas that are raising kids and their kids are coming in their house and taking stuff. And, you know, they live in eight, nine, 10 deep because they don't know how to say no. And all. like, I think somewhere in between is a healthy version of ourselves, depending on the scenario and the situation. Yeah. So you really got to, you got to assess Assess those boundaries. Yeah. And I think boundaries are good, not only for other people, but for you as well. That's that's kind of hard. That's really hard. Uh, I was I was raised by uh, givers, mm-hmm. and at a certain point, one of those givers turned into a this is this is how it's going to be. So mm-hmm. we're I'm just going to sit in it. Um, so I'm kind of unlearning the giving um, uh, as a as a as a senior in, in college mm-hmm. and as uh, someone hopefully uh, going to move out and be more independent and kind of um, not necessarily build from scratch, mm-hmm. but um, build based on what I've learned, I guess, over the past few years. Yeah. Cause it's, it's hard. It's really hard. Um, but I really appreciate your word on it. Um, well, I was just going to add too, really quick too. Sometimes, and this is hard because no one likes rejection or mm-hmm. what if. But sometimes it's just say, "Hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this, and I'm just, you know, would you rather me come help you just once a week, or mm-hmm. do you feel like if I, you know, and they can kind of go, oh, no, dude, I'll have you coming over a couple times and helping me with this, mm-hmm. or it might be well." That might just work out. And it's not because, oh, he's driving me nuts or whatever. They may not tell you. Um, but sometimes it's just getting easier said than done. But when you try it a couple of times, yeah. you can't take it personal. Just kind of say, hey, okay, good. That that honest answer helped me carve out time maybe for someone else or myself. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So it's, it is um, just in, with everybody texting everything, it's a lot easier to text to say, Hey, can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah or put that phone down, walk away. That's what I do. What do you, no, you know, what do, do you it. think? I'm, I know we're doing this three times, whatever. Would she be better? Yeah. Maybe. Oh, okay. So, um, a scenario that just came to my mind when you said that was, um, I guess when, um, my relative was sick and I live with my relative mm-hmm. and you know, she's sick. So kind of have to, um, you kind of feel like you need to like do a little bit more. Hey, can you go 
grab some food from the store. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you go get my medicine for me? Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of transitioning out of it because I believe she had COVID at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of like, hey, can you still, can you go? It was still those same things. Hey, can you go to the store? Hey, can you do this or that? Mm-hmm. But um, it was kind of to the point, I feel like personally, where it was like, I, I am, uh, I'm, I'm doing, I'm giving. That is all that I'm doing out of this relationship. Um, and um, kind of working out of that still, it's been a little while. Um, but sometimes it's hard to say no um, to this relative. And uh, a lot of the time I have to say Will it hurt for me to say no and her to get upset just this one time? Um, usually, in you know, it's a little thing. Um, but I, I don't know. How do you, how do you speak to family members who are used to asking, 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 uh, without actually acknowledging the the weight of so many asks? If you, if you don't, if you know. Again, I got, I got opinions about everything. Um, I. I, I kind of liken it to sometimes where it's, you might ask someone, do you, you know, when you, when you go to the bank, you make deposits and then, um, sometimes you make withdrawals and right now, you know, they're making more withdrawals than any deposit. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you're overdrawn, (laughs) kind of overdrawn your account. So you can't really say it that way, but sometimes it's kind of like, well, I mean, I can, but gosh, it's such a nice day. It'd be good for you to get out a little bit and you like being around people or uh-huh, why don't, right. why don't I take you? And then if you, if it's like, well, no, I don't, I just, it's just, it's much easier to let you do it all. And it's like, yeah, but I've got some things that I need to take care of. So let's, let's, let's pick a day. All right. Right. Let's okay. pick a time because maybe we can go together, but um, that's just, I, Maybe I can do it another day. No, I need it today. Well, yeah. What do you think? I mean, I'm. Yeah, no, I think that's good. That's that's. You get a little more harsh when you're old. (laughs) I think that um, before, like, uh, so I I like to step behind the actual thing. So the giver taker thing is kind of what we're building up to. But to me, behind that is um, uh, vulnerability and feeling safe to say something. Right. If I feel safe enough to say something, then me saying something isn't an issue. So to me, what I hear is there's some fear associated with saying something. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Just okay, a bit. Okay. Just a bit. Yeah. And so I and I wanna I wanna build this bridge if I can, right? Back to what we initially started with of like fear preventing us from doing things. So you can continue to uh, operate or engage this individual that way for 10 years, 11 years, 12 years, or you can have the conversation and it can change the trajectory of the way that you engage this person. I'm saying if you don't want to do the thing, then assess why you don't want to do it. And then I would say be brave and do the thing afraid 
and have the conversation. I say no to my wife all the time. You want to go to Target? No, I don't want to go to Target. I didn't used to say that, though. I used to be like, oh, yeah. And I'd be walking around at Target pushing a cart like with my tail tucked between my legs. And she look, she'd turn around and look at me and I'd throw in a happy face like I love being at Target. But eventually I was like, I don't enjoy doing that with you. She's like, I thought you had fun. And I was like, no, I hate Target. I hate how much money we spend at Target. I don't like all the aisles at Target. Maybe Walmart? <laughs> no, yeah, I don't like worse. stores at all. It's, it's so for me, now, and that was years ago. We've been married for 22 years. But coming up on the, the conversation, like I could feel like my stomach just kind of getting tight because I didn't want to disappoint my wife because she was having so much fun, but I was being over here pouring out so much in that area that there was nothing left for me. And so I'm saying, if this is something that you don't want to do, I think saying I don't want to do it is the first step. Do I want to do it? I don't want to do it. Now, what we're doing here, I know our, our producer just gave us a five minute time route. Uh, I want to identify some of the bridges that we built here today. We have different people in the room, different backgrounds, different faces, different family structures. Uh, I'm one of 13. You're one of six. I'm an only child. Only child. Oh, we didn't even get to that bridge. <laughs> we didn't even get to that bridge. It's only one way when you're an only child. Yeah. <laughs> but we have so many things. I think um, you built a bridge toward an answer today. Yes. Hopefully you leave based on some advice and experience that Monica gave. Um, I, I absolutely love that when I think about these conversations, how they start. I initially started trying to build a bridge you know, here, but oftentimes we end up building bridges to other places, to other concepts, to other ideas. And on the other side of that bridge is boldness, it's bravery, it's ideas, it's freedom, it's travel, it's all those really cool things. So I want us to close our session today with maybe a, you've identified a bridge to a destination uh, that maybe uh, snuck up on you today during our conversation. Uh, what are some bridges do you think that we built here today? I think, um, just awareness, I think, for all of us. I mean, even when you give advice, you still have to follow it. So yeah. even intuitively, I know this, um, that you have to still deal with it. And it's like, okay, Monica, that, you know, that is for you too. Just try, just, just to does it make it? Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. And um, that it just reminds you how far you can spread yourself out. Yeah. And we're all guilty of that too. So I think self-awareness is really that, you know, you know intuitively what you're supposed to do. So continue to exercise that muscle of... Yeah, because it is a muscle. Yeah. Yes, that, that you, you know, getting out of a rut or staying true to what you you know is the right thing to do. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. What do you think, Blair? Um, I... I got out of this conversation. Do what do what you're afraid of. Um, now don't don't, don't be jump. reckless. Don't be reckless. Yeah, yeah. Don't be Just reckless. Approach <laughs> with approach caution. with caution. Yes, with care. With um with the knowledge that um there are possibilities of um you know it going wrong, but not as wrong as jumping on yeah. the opportunity. Um, and I think that. I, I'm going to try to do more things that I'm afraid of. Yeah. I'm going to speak to that family member hey. and be like, Hey, I, I'd love to help you out. But at this point, um, at this point, the situation, this moment, I, I'm going to have to decline. 
Yeah. And I think there's some tools that, you know, that we can apply. Like oftentimes when a speaker listener uh, techniques of like using I statements of like, hey, I feel this way when I have to go to the store instead of being like, when you ask me to right, because it like puts it on them. I, I and it takes me forever to learn this. I don't like Target. It, it's not, it's not when you ask me to go to this, it's like, I don't, that's the start point. The start point is I don't want to go. <laughs> I don't like the destination. I, yeah. Can we have a conversation? Right. Um, I think that's good. I think what I took away from our conversation today is that uh, while some bridges look firm and steady, uh, other bridges look like an old Indiana Jones bridge. Oh, yeah. With, uh, yeah, it's so like missing rickety. wood planks, and it's like... And it's falling apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And somehow he makes it across, and when he gets to that last step, it falls, it falls right, <laughs> right behind him. Uh, but one of the things that I love about that, as you said, uh, do it afraid, is that uh, when it looks solid and when it's look easy, it's not challenging to cross it. It's the ones that are scary and are challenging, and we've never been there before. And so hopefully, uh, the people that are listening to our episode today, um, that you are crossing hard bridges, that you're doing really cool things, um, that you are uh, addressing the relative, that you're identifying some areas where you're afraid and you're willing to cross that bridge, um, that you don't let other people define you, that you don't let comparison establish your value and your worth. I mean, Monica was spitting bars today. She was coming with some really cool I stuff. I need some of those quotes on yeah, a shirt. Like, I, <laughs> I want to make sure that as we're looking out toward our destination, that we're crossing some bridges. Uh, and even though they may not all be the same, that we're crossing them with intention and that we're doing them on purpose. Um, so that's our episode today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, Monica Thank Blair. You, you had a really, really great time. Uh, you can follow us everywhere. Uh, Spotify, Apple, go find us online. We're on Instagram, Facebook, go to our website, possibilitiesinc.org. Listen to our podcast and support everyone else. Thank you so much for listening today. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Connecting a community through conversation. Breaking Ice, Building Bridges is the Possibilities Community Podcast Platform. Thanks for tuning in. As we wrap up, Possibilities would like to give a special thank you to this episode's sponsor, and as much foundation, paving the way for creative expression in our community. Their commitment to our vision allows us to continue to have these conversations. We are grateful for your continued support and as much foundation.